Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Live from our studios in Austin, Texas, this is Drinking Bros Fake News with Ross Patterson, Dan Holloway, Papa G with the traffic. How you feel? Not good. Yeah. Field reporter, Hot Bob. And Delco Dan with sports. Welcome to Fake News. Yeah! Welcome to Drinking Bros Fake News, everybody. Bringing you the realest, fakest news of the week. We've done it every single day this week. D'Anthony D'Anthony Holloway missed his flights. He was supposed to be here today, back from Vegas. He did the suicide prevention panel uh, that is on our YouTube page uh, currently, yesterday, with uh, Brian Callen and Tim Kennedy in Las Vegas at SHOT Show, and he missed his flight. It was a 90% chance of hangover, I think, uh, up there in Vegas, uh, and I believe uh, there was snow. In that forecast, more than likely up there, but he should be back tomorrow. Uh, In the meantime, show goes on, kids. You know the rules. Show goes on. I'm not going to leave you high and dry for the day. Uh, Fun part, though, about this week is uh, you think at a certain point, you just kind of run out of news stories. Maybe there isn't enough news in the world. That is not true. Uh, starting off with a uh, bombshell that just dropped here. Top story of the day is the WWE a shitty place to work? Well, it appears to be here. Uh, according to a new lawsuit filed, Vince McMahon is at the center of uh, new bombshell sex trafficking accusations as the former WWE staffer he paid to keep quiet alleges he defecated on her head during a threesome. Uh, He's also accused of forcefully uh, using sex toys on her that he named after his wrestlers. Holy shit. I'd love to say that this probably isn't true, but uh, definitely can't do that. You know there was an ultimate warrior going into somebody's asshole at the end of the day here. WWE boss uh, Vince McMahon has been accused, like I said, of uh, sex trafficking. Uh, The 78-year-old billionaire... Oh, boy, this defecated on someone during a a threesome thing. I didn't need to hear that today. The you know how long you have to have been in charge of something to think like you to have so much cachet to think that you not only can poop on someone's head mm-hmm. but poop on someone's head while someone else is in the room trying to get off. But but it went on for an hour and a half. It says here afterwards. So not only did he shit on her, but then they continued this threesome 
for another 90 minutes after he shit on her head? That's outrageous. I want to know who the other fucking is person it? was in the room. I mean, but is it outrageous at this point? You're all hopped up on roids, some poner pills, and some other shit. Yeah, dude. Somebody's going to shit on somebody. Yeah, and just, then the threesome uh, continues on. Is that Laurenitis in that pick right there? Because he's also uh, accused in this lawsuit here. So the woman's name, by the way, she didn't go under a Jane Doe, which is shocking. Uh, this story broke when, when we were doing Ross Patterson Revolution. Now we got more deets on it. So this was not a Jane Doe sitch. Her name is Janelle Grant. And you can pull up a picture of her here, Bob. Um, she was working for the WWE. Now, she previously agreed to a $3 million settlement in exchange for signing an NDA in 2022. But now she's filed a new lawsuit against McMahon and the WWE uh, claiming that they didn't pay her. Well, you can't do that. That's her on screen right there. Not what I was picturing. This looks like a normal girl right out of college. This looks like Bob's type. Really. Yeah, Bob. I mean, this is somebody you would go for in the real world. This doesn't strike me as somebody who wants to get shit on by the head of the WWE. Well, you know, based on the the payoff and the <laughs> I don't think she she was down with it. Ah, uh, look. Uh, something happened. There was 14 of them. I, I don't who, think the who, word There was 14 accusers. I, my my gathering is she she probably would have been alright with this if the 3 million would have showed up in the account on time and it didn't. So she came out and uh, just dropped all the details I here, and I'm going to read through them. I think she was never all right with it, because otherwise there wouldn't have been $3 million in the mail. My thing, though, after reading this article, and again, these new facts have just dropped, is you don't tell the world that this happened to you um, unless you want to get paid and get that money immediately, because let's face it, it'll that, that deposit direct deposit will be in right now. Um, so Grant's the woman you saw on screen right there claims that she suffered bruising and bleeding after McMahon for forcefully penetrated her with sex toys, which he named after his wrestlers that I mentioned earlier. It does not give the names of the wrestlers though. However, where do you go first? If you're going to name a dildo, do you go Hulkster? You got to, right? He's got to be number one. No, maybe mm -hmm. some type of play on. The Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior I'm in on. The Undertaker is great where it's just... Oh, the Legion of Doom. Yeah. <laughs> the Undertaker is going to put you six feet under. It's probably a huge deal. I mean, just call him a sex toy, The Rock. I mean, well, he owns, the, he owns the trademark now um, as of this week, so... Obviously, if you are going to name your dildo out there The Rock, you're probably going to get a, a cease and desist from that. Uh, she also alleges that McMahon and another WWE executive locked her in a room uh, in Stamford, Connecticut headquarters in 2021 uh, and took turns sexually assaulting her during the workday. The married McMahon is additionally accused of trafficking grants to other men and sharing nude photos of the plaintiff. Yeah, the block there. So Brock Lesnar is one of the guys. Yep. And, uh, uh, the details are uh, interesting. Okay, read um, aloud, Bob. It's a lot of uh, really, I a lot of pee pee and poo poo play with the, really? in the WWE with Lesnar too. So that December, so he basically he had her take nudes and he sent uh, the nudes. McMahon sent the nudes to Lesnar, being like, "Part of the deal is you get to fuck her if you resign with the WWE." Okay, and Lesnar resigned, and then that December. 
McMahon gave Grant's uh, cell number to Brock Lesnar, and the wrestler immediately asked her to send a video of herself urinating. And oh. she did. She sent a PP video, and then Brock Lesnar uh, uh, texted back, bitch. And um, this is a tough look for just Lesnar. called her a bitch. Uh, huh. And then that same month, uh, I guess. Do you he- think, let me ask you this. Do you think that uh, he called her a bitch because it wasn't the proper video that he was asking for? No, I think it's more of a Dom play. Yeah, thing. it's Dom play. Oh, like, like, the, like, like she's a dog. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, then he, he wanted to set up a quote unquote play date, mm-hmm. running behind Sable's back, I guess. Uh, but a snowstorm interrupted his plans. Ah, that happens. That happens there. Uh, during that play date, what what was supposed to take place there? Do they go into d- details about that or no? I can't imagine there were any holds barred, to okay. use a wrestling term. Okay. Uh, now, Laurinaitis, uh, in that picture earlier, was fired for the company in 2022. Um, and this all comes on the heels uh, of, uh, pun intended, this week of uh, the WWE signing with Netflix to do Monday Night Raw there, as well as adding Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, to the board of directors and giving him his trademark back. The uh, the details in that Netflix that deal were $10 billion for the next 10 years over there. Um, man, this is a dark story that I was not expecting to pop up right before Ooh. the show, but here we are. I mean, between this and the uh, current lawsuit going on with the UFC, it's just... Not good times for Endeavor. No, no, but uh, Netflix backed up the truck to pay for this, so they, they should be able to pay these people off pretty easily. Uh, they also have uh, alleged, alleged text messages from 2020. Uh, McMahon is accused of sharing a photo of Grant with others in writing. She may scream and try to say no, although it would be difficult to say anything with a cock down her throat. Boy. Uh, the next text is, I'm the only one who owns you and controls you, and I tell you who gets to fuck you. Yeah, this is Dom play. Okay. Are you in that side of the world? I've dabbled, but no, no, I'm not. I'm not in it. Uh, got a great meme that I found for this whole thing. Okay. Oh, boy. Benoit, when he's, <laughs> he's Vince McMahon arriving in hell. <laughs> Oh, fuck. The worst part about all this, I assumed, just because of Vince McMahon and what a fucking dirtbag he is, that this probably went on, but I thought maybe it was on the up and up where it was prosties and they were paying for shit like this, not like simpletons just out of college where they're they're throwing cash and, uh, and huge celebrity wrestlers uh, in her face and all that shit. I was not expecting this girl to look like this. I, 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 was, I thought the worst part was all the rape. Was there rape in this too? Yeah, she was obviously not consenting to a lot of this. So it's not in this current article that I have pulled up here. Um, She's just saying she was sexually assaulted, but uh, in this article that I'm reading, uh, apparently it's according to what was inserted inside of her, uh, not rape. Um, Because look, if somebody shits on your head and then you're willing to go uh, party in a threesome for another hour and a half afterwards, man. It's a long day, you know, because you got to shower in between that. You got to really rinse off after something like that. Does this does this happen like back into a threesome? Does this look like a man who's letting you leave a room if he hasn't gotten his nut yet? Is that <laughs> is that Laurinaitis behind him? By the way, no, no, no. Okay. Apparently, also Vince McMahon used to think that if you it was like very 
rude to sneeze in front of him. Yeah, I can see that. Like he was, he would be, he would be visibly upset if you sneeze in front of him. Yeah, yeah, I get it. A, a guy and he's like out here this shitting on people. A guy like this doesn't want to be sneezed on. Now, if he sneezes on people or pulls his pants down and shits on someone, that's probably fine. So I understand where he draws the line there. Is that a real photo of him? Jesus Christ. So he's roided out, too. This is when he was on all the gas, yeah. Man, look at that. He has been. He's 78 now. But he doesn't look like that anymore. No. He looks like a, uh, like a fucking cartoon villain. He does. Mustache. Pull up the, the recent photo of him. Look at that. He looks like a Telemundo character. It was a bad time to, look, to decide that your look needed to be rapey. <laughs> Yeah, this horrible looks like, timing. Looks like a guy that ties a girl to train, like train tracks. Yeah, sure does. Sure does. What I don't understand is at seventy-eight years old, uh, because he's had offers over the years to get out of WWE. If you've done all this fucked up shit, like it's got to be like Vegas, where you're like, I'm gonna get take the money, and get the fuck out of here, and get off the table, and not keep doing this. I think he personally just loves the fame so goddamn much and attention that he he's not willing to give it up. Uh, the even wilder part of this is when they did that deal with WWE and the UFC, he stayed on. Because uh, at one point, they were trying to get rid of him, and then they were like, no, you know who we need to bring back is Vince McMahon. And looking at the timeline of these lawsuits and when they were filed and everything else, WME and Endeavor and, uh, and both of these guys had to have known that all these accusations in, in court filings were out there and you were magically cool with having this girl get shit on and then jammed a bunch of dildos in her named after his favorite, famous uh, wrestlers. Like, I don't, mm. I don't really get it. I guess because he's got pushed out. Like, pretty much Triple H runs wrestling now. Right? He's, he's the guy. And I'm, I'm assuming The Rock will do some cool shit with them now that he's on the board. Uh, but it's 78, bro. Just pack it up. Well, here's the thing, though. Here's two interesting wrinkles to this, right? Okay. Uh, this happened in, like, 2020. He pooped on her head in 2020. Mm, height it, of COVID. So, yeah, may, yeah A, not safe. Uh, I hope there's at least a mask. Um, but 2020, so what has been going on before that? This is, what he, this is what he was into as an old man. I know. You know what I mean? We've got decades of this. No one is safe in the WWE. I mean, imagine all the divas, all the stuff they had to go through. Oh, oh my God. Boy. And honestly, like, who's to say The Rock wasn't? Uh, look, man. Back in the day, and and when you're all jacked up on the gas and eating that much protein, I bet those shits were hard, clumpy horse shits too. Coming out of those guys, uh, Brock Lesnar wanting to pee on people is a little shocking. There, no, he wants to watch them pee. That doesn't Either surprise or. me, really. Really? Yeah, he's just a weird dude. Look, he, he's a, you know he was a wrestler, like a real wrestler at Minnesota. They're just oddballs. Yeah, they are. They're weird fuckers, dude. Giorgio's fucking weird, dude. He's a little weird, but any he, any 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 college or high school wrestler is super fucking weird. You want to be on top of dudes that much? It always weirds me out. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Uh, we'll see how this all shakes out, but uh, not great. Why didn't you just pay the three million dollars? I don't understand that. You just made ten billion. Just give her the three million and have this thing go away. Instead. You got this story that's going to live uh, inside your heart and mind forever. Oh, this forever. is the first of many. God damn it. It's got to be. Oh, like easily. Again, easily. If this is what was happening in 2020, mm -hmm. like you got all the 80s and 90s and shit. Like, Imagine that. They, they did it in plain sight, though. 
Yeah. With all like the bra and panties matches. Oh, and, yeah. 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 They used to do all that crazy shit back then, dude. It's going to get gnarly. Nobody's safe. Cena, nobody's safe. At least Elizabeth's dead. You know, she can't come back and say anything. Although Savage was pretty protective of, of Elizabeth, man. Yeah. And I mean, we've seen what Hulk Hogan does in the bedroom. Feel like a pig. In like yeah. a consensual situation, you know what I mean? And he was cucking a radio DJ. Uh, Bubba the Love Sponge. Yeah. yeah. So like, what the fuck was Hulk Hogan doing in like, like on down low shit? And God, for, I mean, I've seen Ric Flair in real life interact with women. We saw Ric Flair go down on a, a woman on a train. Yeah, but I've seen him interact with women in his late, whatever, how like three He's, years ago, four years yeah, ago. 60s, 70s. Man, imagine Ric Flair in like his 30s, 40s, and 50s. Oh, boy. Like, honestly, this is this is going to be as bad as if, if more comes out. I can't, this might be the grossest sex scandal of all time. Pro, I mean, pro wrestling's gross in general. But Fuck yeah, yeah dude. And in, then in terms of at least involving adults, this is going to be the grossest. But apparently, according to you yesterday, one of the highest IQs with fans. Yeah. 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 Well, because, you know, there's no the storylines in the NFL aren't that good. No. But these, well, they're, get, they're getting better. They're getting better, which we'll, uh, we'll get to here right now, actually. Uh, Swifties are super upset. Over the AI nudes that have taken over the internet, Taylor Swift AI-generated explicit photos outrage fans and spark a protect Taylor Swift movement here as AI pictures of Swift appeared on X. So, have you seen these? I have, dude, and uh, uh, so because it's not what you would imagine. <laughs> we'll just post it, right? No, uh, no, no. Do not put it up. Do not put it up. Okay. Don't put it up. Why? Don't put it up. Because you can see an ass in this one. Yeah, but I'm just saying, really. don't put it up. Don't. Yeah. We don't want that smoke. No, don't put it up. I'm, I'm with you. So uh, it's not. It has nothing to do with nudity. That's that's fine. It, that'll play. It's Oscar the Grouch <laughs> fucking her from behind on on. Trash bags on a pile of garbage in a in a dirty. Alley. Rob just doesn't want the smoke from the Swifties. I just think it's in our interest to. Not I put don't it want the smoke from YouTube. Yeah, here. I think we, it's we've right. barely gained a subscriber here because enhance, of the election. For Christ's sake, enhance into the photo so it's just her photo, uh, like her face. I actually think, or this. Okay, that'll that'll work. Uh, Popper head. Oh yeah, wow, yeah, we're really look, moving this we around today, aren't we? <laughs> All right, here we go. A okay. little bit you more. Fine. There you go. A little more. There you go. Yeah. That's as far as that's as far as I'm going. Because they made it seem like she is enjoying this from Oscar the Grouch uh, online. Now, um, oddly enough, these were all over our Facebook. So I've seen this on Facebook for weeks now. At this point, somebody photoshopped Dan Holloway's head onto Oscar the Grouch um, because we got the Taylor Swift thing on our mm -hmm. show here. Um, but there's also a more concerning one, Bob. That makes sense though for Oscar the Grouch, right? If he's just laying pipe. Because according to our female friends, the poor guys are the ones that fuck the best. Well, because they're they're desperate. Yeah, they've they got nothing to lose. to lose. So um, pull up the other one where uh, the Chiefs won. Now a lot of people were outraged over this, and I'll be honest with you, I saw this on Facebook two or three times uh, this week alone, and even I was just like, man, this is a little much, and I'm surprised Facebook didn't take action or do anything about it. Um, type in the AI Taylor Swift uh, on the field as the Chiefs because she's got the, the Chiefs makeup on and all this other stuff. Um, and it's pretty fucking wild. However, the Swifties have taken over uh, Twitter and said, look, don't show these images. 
report any accounts uh, that have posted these. Uh, and as of today, the guy who started these on Twitter, uh, the AI fake uh, nudes of Taylor Swift, the account, the account has been deleted. All this guy's accounts. So people are trying to go back in and delete these. Um, she's got one of the best fan bases of all time. That's one of them right there. Uh, so that's her in a locker room or yeah. uh, maybe the sauna after the game. Dressed as a cheerleader, and it's uh, all Chiefs players and her getting her hair pulled a little bit, it looks like. It's, uh, you know, look for the one on the field. AI is um, still not great with hands. It's fingers. That's what they're. Why is AI, AI not there with fingers yet in hands? I don't, I don't really know. get that. I don't really understand it. But uh, the one on the field is really sparking outrage because it's uh, a bunch of Chiefs fans having sex with her on the field. It looks. Super fucking realistic, too, by the way. Um, the AI is is getting better, and uh, and now there's a movement to stop anyone from posting them, preventing them, reporting them on Twitter, uh, and all that other stuff here. The photos have already been viewed over 27 million times just on Twitter alone. Uh, so, <sighs> look, I... I'm reading some of these comments here. Uh, a lot of people are saying uh, Tw- Taylor Swift is a billionaire. She'll be fine. To me, man, I, I don't think that gives anybody the right to uh, to make nudes out of someone and post them getting fucking gang blasted on a, on a field uh, after a game here. Um, In the words of Imagine Dragons, welcome to the new age. I know. The and age. the new age isn't great, man. Um, all of this shit that we have, and we look, we knew it was going to uh, get to here eventually. Um, mm, I, I just, it sucks, man. I know Taylor Swift is rich. I know she's got a charmed life and all that other shit, but there's gotta be a line in this of, of what we're posting and allowed to post online. I mean, shit, my fucking videos on, on Facebook have been pulled for less. My account, my fan account on, on Facebook got deleted people for make, Christ's sakes for a, make- for a, a, a Greg Abbott's wheelchair video, which he was doing tricks in the air and shit like people that. People make deep fakes of actual porn. Like, have you time. watched them by the way? Um, not really, but so a listener sent me one of uh, Lily because on Ross Patterson revolution podcast, uh, we, we talked about Lily hiding her tits and then directing all the commercials and all that other stuff. And uh, she's in these weird angles, so you can't see her, her tits. And she's like, I don't want to be sexually objectified. That was one of them, Bob. You can post that online. Uh, that's a perfect one because they actually blurred out the rest of this. Yeah. Um, but that was the one that, that sparked the biggest outrage. Um, but they'll straight up just put like Alexander Daddario's face on right. a real porn star. Yep. And the video is pretty seamless. So the, the AT&T chick that I was talking about, one of our listeners sent me a deep fake porn with her face on this body. And it was like a 15-minute video. And I'll say this, for show purposes, obviously, I watched it. For 12 minutes, dude, it's pretty goddamn good. And if the technology's there, because there was a couple shots where the head moved and it you know, wasn't fully attached so you could see the movement of whatever head they put over it but uh if ai is that good now imagine where this is going in the future because if this picture pop that up one more time bob of taylor swift if you're already able to make stuff like this we're not far away from putting her in full-length porn like we're just not and there's got to be some law like, or end, rule against this yeah end of the decade you're you're just e- easily on. easily anybody you could ever imagine right Malin Monroe, whoever. Um, I would watch a Monroe DiMaggio sex tape, to be honest. 
Man, I always wanted a Anna Nicole Smith. Do it with dead celebrities, yeah. Yeah, I wanted a Anna Nicole Smith. I, you can't even do it with that. She's got fucking kids though, running around out here. Nobody wants to see their mom, uh, their dead mom, being blasted on on Pornhub. Like I, I eventually Congress or somebody's going to have to pass a law against this. Uh, I can't believe though. I've, again, I've seen this image, the real one, uh, the full length one on uh, on Facebook numerous times this week, and I was like, all right, I mean. Are we fucking doing this? I know the it's, Chiefs game is on Sunday, but yeah, it gets gnarly at some point. Like it's like uh, if you actually were excited to see that Aaron Andrews video, you're an actual piece of shit. Yeah, and this is this is very close to that. Oh yeah, did you watch the Aaron Andrews video? By the way, no, it, that's too far. That's too much. She made a she made a lot of money off of that. Uh, she sued the sh- the shit out of that hotel chain, and uh, and they settled. Good. Yeah, oh yeah, it was like thirty forty million dollars. Um, cause they just straight up drilled a fucking hole through the wall and stuck a camera in there and, uh, and videotaped her doing shit. Uh, next up, something fishy is going on in Utah. This might be one of my favorite stories of the week for Christ's sake. Uh, a Utah teen is facing charges after allegedly taping fish to ATM screens in Provo, Utah. Now, We'll show the picture to you right here, and I'll ask you this. Uh, is he guilty as charged? <laughs> I, lo- I fucking love this so much. This is just like the dumbest fucking prank. I do, too. Here's why I love this one in particular. Uh, back on the early days of Drinking Bros, uh, Jared Taylor was trying to get uh, vending machines with fish in them and then put them inside of malls. So he was going to buy the vending machines and then only put uh, these fish in them, not say anything and only charge people a dollar and see if they would walk by and do it. Uh, it turns out he had some difficulty uh, actually get, getting them inside the mall. Getting the vending machines was easy, actually. Uh, but, but putting them inside of a mall required a little more legwork there, and they probably would have been pretty pissed off about the smell. Uh, this was a teenage boy in Provo, Utah, who is now facing charges uh, after taping these fish to various ATMs in the city. I mean, he and did even it. a police car. There is, there's so many. <laughs> this one has a cigarette in its mouth. <laughs> oh, this, I mean, is like, this is a victimless crime. It really is. Like, know? this is fucking funny. I know that the bank has probably got to pay for this this machine to be wiped down or cleaned. If you want to fine them for that, fifteen bucks or whatever it is, fine. But god damn it, this is hilarious and probably the greatest thing I've seen in a long this time. This would I, I don't know whose day this wouldn't brighten. Me neither. If I rolled up to the ATM and just saw a dead fish tape there, by the way, I'd still be able to make my transaction. Uh, yeah. And I would have a good chuckle and a picture. Um, and that's exactly what happened here. So this went viral. After uh, people in Utah were taking pictures of them, posting them all over social media. I don't know if this was his account, but the, the cops to come. There's a if there's an Instagram fish bandit 84. I mean, he went double barreled on this one. <laughs> he went two fish on the old ATM machine. Look at that. Big fan of this guy's work. Uh, the unnamed 17 year old was responsible for about a dozen fish taping incidents between August and October. <laughs> It's <laughs> he spread it out, spread it out over Look, three months. He 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 had several cigarette fish. Dude. This is a good one. Look at how big that fish is, dude. Taped to the screen. This is not a quick job either. No, 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 no. He's going late at night, and that takes time because the fish is wet. 
to duct tape a yeah. fish to a screen like that, it's not the easiest surface to do it on, uh, for sure. Uh, one photo even shows three fish taped to a police car, which is awesome. Whenever something happens to a police car, I'm always assuming they just have footage of whoever did this, and it's probably pretty easy to get them, but no, turns out. Uh, authorities told uh, KSTU there in Utah they suspected the fish taping was done in innocent fun, but charged the teen with two misdemeanor counts of causing property damage uh, back in December, mainly because cleaning up the fish carcasses off the cars and ATMs started to cost money. That's exactly what I said. So, fuck. Just fine him for the cost. Let him move on with his day. He's a hero, and I don't think this guy should be prosecuted whatsoever here. Uh, do we know who it is? Oh, he's 17. It's a minor, so yeah. I'm trying to find his account, though. Oh, you're right. No, it, I got it. It, it was FishBandit84. Fish underscore Bandit84 was the account. Uh, and his tagline on the account says, Live, laugh, tape fish to ATMs. All right, so here's some of the stuff from his... <laughs> he also said no fish were harmed in Yeah, they're already dead, I guess. <laughs> here's a video. Love you. Oh, one, uh, he filmed like how everything. many followers does this guy have? Eighty thousand. Eighty thousand. I'm, I'm tossing him a follow. Yeah, 100%. Sam, follow him. Let's see here. Here's one. I don't follow know why. This is the guy. He taped one to the inside of a stall. He's just taping fish everywhere. Oh, that's great, dude. That's great in a public restroom. I would love to see a dead fish taped to oh, a, my a, God, a porta yeah. potty or something like that. That'd be great. Oh. Another one. Look at these videos, dude. Ah. The cigarette in the mouth of the fish really does it for me. And then he's flicking, <laughs> flicking off the off dead fish. Big fan of this guy's work. I, I love, I'm in love with this guy. Yeah, this is Sam. It's a fucking hero. <laughs> ATMs have cameras too. They would be able to identify Immediately, this yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, just wear a COVID mask, I guess. You know, it's, it's a plausible... Yeah, I, it's it, it's easy at that point if you wanted to do it or, or some form of ski mask. Uh, next up, will the Stanley Cup give you lead poisoning? Maybe. Probably not the Stanley Cup you're thinking of. Uh, those gigantic sippy cups you see online, the Stanley products, uh, Bob, pump a pickup of these fun things, uh, those pink ones that people are waiting six hours outside of a Target for, or Starbucks, um, Starbucks inside the target there, uh, contain some lead. The company says, uh, as insulated steel tumblers surge in popularity, the Stanley insulated tumblers have surged in popularity on social media platforms like Instagram and TikTok, um, and have become immensely popular in recent months, but consumers have begun asking whether or not they are safe to use. Uh, at the center of the debate online about Stanley products is the insulated steel beverage containers uh, sold in various colors like pink, green, blue, and white is whether they contain lead. Now the company is offering some clarity. Stanley PMI says on its website the products contain a sealing material that uses some lead, but that no lead touches any surface of any Stanley product and the chemical does not come in contact with the beverage placed inside. Mm. Sure. Mm. Sure it does. Now, uh, there was a story about two days ago mm -hmm. 
where a 23-year-old woman was arrested for stealing 65 Stanley Cups worth $2,500 in California. Do you think that's a distraction? Probably. Probably. Um, what's this fun cop car here? Look at this haul. They, yeah. this, is, they caught, this is all the cups they caught her with. No shit. Yeah. I didn't know she got caught. I saw the, the picture of her in the cart wheeling him out of there. Uh, I did not see this. Why did the police officer line them up all over the vehicle, though, is what I, I don't really understand. It's a flex, I guess, because they're like expensive. When, it's like when they take a picture with all the bricks of cocaine they got. Yeah. Same, same thing. Same thing. Uh, and, you know, all those fat white women in the suburbs are uh, buying the shit out of these things. Um, I've seen the, the photos on social media. Uh, a friend of, of ours, uh, Vincent Marcus, did a video uh, for these as well that was in conjunction, I believe, with a Starbucks inside of a Target uh, but either either way, I I can't figure it out. Like, what's the what's the big deal about these fucking things? Like, they look like every other goddamn tumbler there is. I, I have no idea. I have no idea why anyone gives a shit. You can get it right now on Amazon. Like, is it not, a real one though, Bob, or is rare. that a knockoff from China? No, this is real. Okay, this is a real one. It's thirty five, thirty five fucking dollars. Who gives a shit? Are the ones four- at Starbucks different somehow that they've got some Pikachu character? No, or, or something super rare? Like literally, absolutely not that I'm aware of. You can get every fucking type of Stanley. I mean, it's I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking at them here on uh, on Target, and yeah, it appears that the, uh, if you're buying them in a store for a forty ounce, it's forty five dollars. Uh, Twelve ounce is forty five for uh, that's a two pack mug, and then the sixteen ounce leak proof is uh, that's a, that's a bowl. Stanley makes a lot of products there. That's a bowl that's going for thirty. I don't know how this caught fire. I don't really get it. It kind of looks like a Whataburger logo uh, on these goddamn things. So I'm not really sure what happened here or who conned who into doing what. But Jesus Christ, this is a, a lesson in, in, in marketing 101 here, uh, which is pretty wild. Also, if it's going to give you lead poisoning, even better. That kind of makes me want it more now. I didn't want this thing to begin with. Now, if I get a shot at getting lead poisoning, Gets you hydrated. Gets you hydrated and fucked up. I kind of want one. Kind of want one now. So, uh, big fan. Big fan. Uh, Next up, the RNC is moving to make Trump the official nominee. An RNC committee chairman has submitted the proposal despite Nikki Haley's vow to stay in the race. Uh, the Republican National Committee is reviewing a draft resolution that, if approved, would declare Donald Trump the party's uh, presumptive 2024 presidential nominee, even as Nikki Haley continues to wage a vigorous campaign against the former president and frontrunner. The draft resolution uh, obtained by the dispatch Thursday morning was proposed by David Bossie, uh, the RNC committee man from Maryland and close Trump ally uh, in his effort to put the National Party on a general election footing behind Trump uh, follows RNC chairwoman uh, Rona McDaniel saying after the former president defeated Haley in Tuesday's New Hampshire primary that it was time for Republicans to unite behind the front runner and focus on defeating Joe Biden. All right. Well, this one's surprising here. So uh, this Rona McDaniel is uh, Joe Biden's daughter. Uh, they are. No, I'm sorry, not Joe Biden's daughter. Uh, Mitt Romney's daughter, and they wanted her uh, out of there initially. So I'm surprised that she stepped in to say this. Um, I think uh, the guess behind this is maybe he has the VP VP pick already, and he's trying to get out ahead of this and then really start the campaign going here. Um, 
I think the the more interesting part to me, though, is uh, both sides have pretty much just conceded that this is going to be Trump and Biden in November. And uh, I don't know that anybody really gives a shit about the rest of these primaries. So I'm not sure how necessary this is right now. Yeah, I don't understand why. Because it should be over in a couple weeks here. What's coming up next? Do you have the, the schedule here? For- South Carolina and then the Super Tuesday. So South Carolina is next week? Something like that, week, week and a half, and then Super and then Super Tuesdays after that. So okay. like it's, but like this happens. I guess I don't know. It's a little early, maybe, but this happens a lot. Where it's like, I mean, you know, he's a nominee. Yeah, he's they're going to go through the motions of doing it, but like right. everybody knows, it's kind of like fluff. I, honestly, I think I, I I'm not sure that you need a statement or a, or a draft re- resolution or anything like that with something like this. Um, you know, the only one that uh, I disagree with is is Nikki Haley spending a shit ton of money. Any politician who's going to stay in these races when they know they can't win and just burn through millions and millions of, of dollars of cash, I don't fucking get it, man. There's better things to do with that money other than just showing up in a state pretending like you're going to win something that you're definitely not going to. And uh, and I hate that people are blowing this much cash on it. So if, if they would have said something like this in their statement of like, look, man, we want to end, uh, you know, donors giving her money and all that other shit, fine, but... Uh, it just appears as if uh, they're ready to get going with everything and potentially name a VP. Uh, but typically, they don't really do that until June uh, unless you really want to get ahead of it. It's it's going to be an interesting one because we've never had a rematch over somebody who's lost and then come back again. Um, so I, I'm not sure what the tactics here are on this one. Uh, but it's interesting. Next up, Texas vows to fight the feds. Uh, we did this story about the barbed wire the other day in the Supreme Court uh, wanting to remove uh, all barriers that are placed by the state of Texas along the border. Um, now Texas has escalated the feud with federal government, telling ranchers uh, that the SCOTUS ruling on razor wire was not final, offering to give ranchers razor wire as migrants are now sneaking into the U.S. through private property. All right, this one's super fucking interesting here um, because if you are going up against the state of Texas and Texas is saying, all right, we're funding this, we're going to put it up, and I get it, uh, the feds, one, should either do something about the border or or tell them to fuck off and we're just having open borders and release that statement to the public. But then this, here's where this is super interesting to me. What do you tell the people who own property right up against these borders. Um, We've already got a court case that's going on right now uh, with an older gentleman, I believe in his uh, late 70s, early 80s, who uh, blew away a migrant who was on his property who's now being charged with murder. Although, let's face it, somebody's creeping around in the backyard in the middle of the night. I would have done the same goddamn thing here. So let's say this isn't coming from the state of Texas and the ranchers are doing it on their own. Where does this fall legally then with the Supreme Court's new ruling? And that's the, that's the tough part about this. Uh, now, Texas border czar Mike Banks told these ranchers uh, that the state could install razor wire on their, on their private property free of charge. So is that the loophole then? Um, because I'm not really sure who owns that borderland. Is it the homeowners or is it the United States? Um, and that's where this can get curious. Uh, look, I'm sure... Uh, Governor Wheelchair down here, Abbott, uh, probably had uh, a plan in place in case this did happen. And obviously, this is it. 
Um, but they're up in the ante on this down here. And I don't know if this is going on around the rest of the country, but uh, there's been a lot of talk of a civil war or a succession here in Texas uh, for the state itself. And what would actually happen if Biden sent troops down to remove the wire and went against the Texas National Guard troops? And, uh, and that's an answer I, I don't really know. And I don't, I don't know that we've ever been faced with something like this um, as a nation uh, regarding this decision here. Because as the state of Texas, you are allowed to protect your state and your lands. However, the federal government also is the United States and the United States in its entirety. So what happens there? Um, I don't know Man, that we've I, ever encountered this. I, uh, I have bad news for Texans who think the border is bad. What's without that? seceding from the United States of America. What do you the got? border would get so much worse if they seceded. You think so? Yeah, because you wouldn't have daddy. No more federal funds. Federal government, federal anything. What do you think the cartels would do if Texas became independent tomorrow? Well, look, that, so here's where the, the debate they, comes I, in. Uh, would, so let me ask you this. Fuck us. Let me ask you this because I don't know uh, the feds versus local on this. So let's say... Because this is what Dan and I have always said on this show of uh, you should deploy the National Guard down there, secure the border, don't let any of these fuckers in. Um, obviously, Texas has their own. Would that be better if they deployed the Texas National Guard to the border uh, in regards to what we have up now? And by the way, any of you uh, Border Patrol agents who always hit us up on the show, let me know the answer to that. Uh, hit us up in the DMs because uh, I'm really curious uh, as to which would we which would be better on this because I've heard from a lot of uh, border patrol friends that uh, the feds are the one that are fucking all of this up, um, and then also you know from Dan about sending the national guard down there. If we have our own in the state of Texas, and I believe it's either Austin or no, there's somebody on my baseball team, uh, a kid that I coach. His dad is in the Texas National Guard. Um, if you did that, would it be more secure, and would do you, would you have more bodies? Uh, and I don't know the answer to that. It would be providing jobs for Texans. Um, and if the feds aren't doing anything anyways, like, is it safer? This one uh, is, is just in the beginning stages of this, by the way. This is going to get nastier and nastier as, as time goes on. Because uh, one would imagine if wheelchair ends up uh, doing this and, and following through and giving everybody free razor wire and barriers and all that other shit... The feds would have to step in at some point. But then what's Joe Biden's excuse then of, I want an open border? And that's not going to be a good look either. So who wins in that clash? And uh, it's, it's very, very interesting. Down here, everybody's talking about this shit. I don't even know that the, the rest of the country necessarily knows uh, how bad it is down here. But um, they've tried everything from, I'm looking at the pictures here, from shipping containers to barbed wire fences to this razor wire and packages uh, to floaties. Remember they put the fucking buoys out in the, uh, uh, the river down there to kind of keep people out? Uh, that shit is expensive. So would that go against, let's say there was a succession, would that go against Texas's taxpayers' money? Probably, right? Because if if you're defending your own states. If Texas seceded from the union? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would only be funded by people who live in Texas. Right. Right. Um, and then I guess it comes down to what you would do with that budget meeting uh, and where it would go. Because then would anybody from Texas be forced to pay federal taxes? If they seceded? Mm-hmm. 
You wouldn't, right? You wouldn't be part of the United States. Yeah, you're uh, not. That's what, but that's what I'm saying. So you wouldn't be paying federal taxes. No, you'd be paying. You would be paying federal taxes. No. Because you're the, your federal government would then be the state government. Well, right. But then you're just paying state taxes. Um, because we don't, we don't currently pay state taxes. Yes, but you here. would eventually. Because it, but, but that's, Texas that's, that's would what I'm be saying. the country. So if you're Abbott and you wanted to secede, because I'll, I'll go down this fucking fairy tale road with you. He I don't think it's going to By they, the way, they, I don't think it's going to happen, but let me entertain this for you for a second, right? You'd be swapping out one tax for another. If you were in the state of Texas, um, that money then would go to the state instead of federal because we don't pay state taxes here. Uh, and if you said, hey, well, I want I all do. of this money, who does? You and me do. Pay state taxes? Yeah, the property tax is so high because there's no income tax. Kids, we got some sponsors to put this shit wagon on the air. First and foremost, Montana Knife Company dot com. Montana Knife Company was founded by one of the most experienced master bladesmiths in the world, Josh Smith. Got a beautiful hog on him, too. He was on this show. Big fan of Josh. Hit me up if you're single, dog. Kidding. Uh, He's been making knives for over 30 years. Made in the USA. Manufactured locally in Montana. Designed, tested, and built by hunters. Montana Knife Company is a hunting knife company, first and foremost. And they're the sharpest knives out of the box and the easiest knives to sharpen. Now, Montana Knife Company is a young company, but they're working hard to keep up with the demand. Montana Knife Company uh, knives sell out within minutes of being released. So head on over to MontanaKnifeCompany.com to see what's available now. For the first time ever, uh, all their knives are in stock and on the site. So right now, uh, you can grab yourself a Blackfoot 2.0, a Speed Goat, or a Stonewall Skinner and use the code DB10. For 10% off your first order, again, that is MontanaKnifeCompany.com. Use promo code DB10 for 10% off your first order. Those kitchen knives are the best I've ever owned in my entire life. Uh, Wrapped in bison skin. Got them for my wife for Christmas. Uh, She is a gigantic fan of this company, as are we. Head on over to MontanaKnifeCompany.com right now next up we got bioprotein plus get yourself a little hgh in uh, in that mouth of yours all right pop it in it's just a little tiny vial uh, that they send you goes underneath the tongue and you're good to go Uh, go to bioproteintech.com enter the promo code drinking bros for 30 dollars off your first set of biopro plus over there um, guys, if you're over 30, got to try it. Uh, you got to try it. Uh, every year after puberty, uh, human growth hormone, the hormone responsible for workout recovery, performance, and metabolism, and even sex drive starts to decline sometimes by 50% by age 25 or 35. Shit. Doesn't matter who you are, how hard you train or how good you eat. It's happening to all of us. That's where BioPro Plus comes in. BioPro Plus is the first of its kind non-synthetic alternative to prescription HGH human growth hormone treatments. All the benefits of synthetic HGH without any of the needles, side effects, or doctor visits. Best part about BioPro Plus is it works super fast, it's easy to use, and 100% safe. It's been trusted by physicians since 2009, and the benefits can be felt in days instead of months. Guys who use BioPro Plus have experienced faster workout recovery, enhanced performance, metabolism, sexual function, and even better mood and energy. So, 
If you want to fix the way you perform, look, and feel without all the risk of the big pharma synthetic stuff, head on over to bioproteintech.com to learn more or click the link in our audio description. Just make sure to use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for $30 off your first order. Next up, we got bubsnaturals.com. Go on over to bubsnaturals.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off some collagen protein and that MCT oil, dog. Look, you got to start the day off with your vitamins, right? We talk about that all the, all the time on this show. You also got to do all the supplements and all the fucking things over there. Bubs Naturals has got the best collagen on the planet, dude. They've got the best collagen protein there is and the best MCT oil powder there is. The, the oil powder, dude, I just put two scoops in my coffee. It'll be your new favorite functional coffee creamer. Uh, big fan of it, dude. MCT oil powder is, is vegan and keto-friendly, and, uh, and it's for mental focus and energy. Bubs is the only MCT in the world that is Whole30 approved. Uh, now, on the collagen tip over there, that's for joint health, muscle recovery, gut health. Makes your skin look nice, too. Uh, Bubs Naturals is a, is a tribute to former Navy SEAL uh, Glenn Bub Doherty, a national hero who laid down his life uh, saving Americans in Benghazi. Glenn's call sign in the Navy was Bub, uh, and the Glenn Bub Doherty Foundation is uh, named after him in his honor uh, because he stood for self-improvement and was always helping others. And that DNA is woven into the Bubs Naturals brand. Bubs donates 10% of all profits to charity in Glenn's honor, starting with the, the uh, Glenn Bub Doherty Foundation that I mentioned. And on Veterans Day, 100% of the proceeds go to the Glenn Doherty Foundation. So you're taking this shit anyways. Uh, head on over to bubsnaturals.com. Use promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off your order. Uh, buy it from a veteran. Buy it from uh, people who support veterans. Uh, again, you were taking all these products anyways. Uh, just at least support a veteran-owned company here that we've at least vetted and use every single day. Last but not least, we got hardafseltzer.com. Big games this weekend. Let's go. A lot of people partying having barbecues, getting together for the AFC and NFC championships in the NFL. Well, if you're heading to a party, grab a 12-pack of Hard AF Seltzer on your way there. 8%. No carbs, no sugars, no gluten, if you give a shit about that, but all the fun. We're currently live in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, Alabama, Ohio, and Texas, Click on the store locator at hardafseltzer.com and enter your city or your zip, and it'll take you to the closest location. Uh, we just went live in Texas uh, last month. We're in uh, HEBs, every single total wine, and it's slowly spreading out across the state. Georgia and Alabama. Uh, Alabama, let's see, we're in all the Piggly Wigglies there. Georgia is the total wines. Uh, Florida, every single total wines, every single total wines in all these states, by the way, uh, if they offer it in your states, we have a deal with those guys. Wilmington, North Carolina has got it in those uh, total wines there. Brunches, get on all those brunches restaurants down there, love those, uh, and, and get lit up with it. Whiskey Creek, the old Whiskey Creek Trail there in Wilmington, best buffalo tendies in the biz. Used to love taking my kids there. They got hard AF seltzer there. If you're raging in Columbus, Ohio, head on up to Urban Meyer's Pint House. 
over there in Dublin, Ohio, or the short North Pine House down there. There's usually a line to get in for uh, AFC and NFC championships. Get there early uh, and have some hard AF seltzers. Or go down to Standard Hall on campus and reach. They got them down there. 14-0 Liquors has got you all stocked up as well. We're everywhere, dang it. Uh, and if you're in the University of Alabama and a party at Tuscaloosa, head on over to Ramajama. At least be near a stadium that's won some championships and root for your favorite team and have some hard AF seltzers. That would be a nice day, I think. Auburn's all stocked up over there. Athens, Georgia at that ABC Liquors over there. We're trying to expand slowly but surely and get to all you guys. But since we can't, we still ship right to your house at hardafseltzer.com. So if you're not in one of these states or surrounding state that you can hop on over the border and grab some, uh, we will still ship right to your house at hardafseltzer.com. Support us and support the show. Oh, correct, correct. But uh, property taxes, you're, you're not getting away from that in any state, no matter what. Um, but you would pay other taxes on top of it. So... The question would be, how bad do you want to live here? And are you willing to pay those taxes to protect your own state and whatever else you believe in and then try to get everybody to, to, to come here this, and I live this, underneath that? The state would be remarkably less safe if it's seceded. I think the you. cartel would take over immediately. We would be ass-fucked by the cartel tomorrow. I don't think so. I, I think the Texas National Guard would be all right. No. If you let them, if you let them shoot... I, look, if you were if you allowed them to kill and you treated it, let's say, because it would be its own country at that point. Not really, because the U.S. would immediately come down. And so they'd have a two front war because the cartels would be coming up from the bottom and the U.S. fucking army would be on the other side. We don't have an air force of any real situation. We definitely don't have a Navy. So there'd be a blockade along the Gulf of Mexico. Well, hang on, Bob. We got, we got a ton Texas, of military bases Texas here. Texas didn't I mean, even win the Civil War. They had no. a chance of winning. We, just, we, just we, ask South we have Carolina a ton, how worked out. We have a ton of military bases here. So you have the equipment. Would that go back to the feds or would you be able to keep it? It's, you're assuming that there's not military equipment, I guess, other places. They, they would, we would, Texas would not. There's no realistic chance for Texas to secede. And even if they somehow did and America was like, you know what? Go. Fuck you. Go. The cartel would be everywhere tomorrow i wonder because uh, i went through this in california i lived in california for 15 years the amount of times california wanted to secede from the rest of the goddamn uh united states was nuts and then there was a, a bill that they wanted to break it into two where it was going to be a, na- a north and south california essentially um and then potentially a, a central one because uh, you're looking at 40 million people and they want to divide it up into threes and things like that uh, and it was the same arguments where california's got a bunch of military bases as well who gets that equipment and why uh we'll find out it's super interesting though uh but i don't think it'll ever happen in a million years um as soon as the nat- the, the first natural disaster happens that's when you would actually need the money from the feds uh, and let's face it, Galveston gets hurricanes and all that shit, you know, once every three years. And then this once-in-a-lifetime storm that happens every single year here in Texas uh, would also fuck everything up because a lot of that money is coming from the feds as well. It's all coming from the feds. Also, every military base in the state of Texas is federally funded. But then when your tax dollars go for that? I would be, I wonder, I'll have to look this up, but I wonder how much ammo is manufactured in Texas. A lot. We know we we got a lot of gun dealers down here. No, that's dealers. I said manufactured. Uh, you know who? Like you have to make the bullets. That's, you sure do. That's Ukraine's problem. I think that's easy though. I think that's easy. And I think if you started firing away at the cartel, how how bad do you think it is? 
Um, because this is what I could never figure out, too, about the cartel in Mexico. Why their own military couldn't just blast them out of the fucking sky? Or do they want to? Like, that's the other part, too, that I, I could never figure out all these years. Why they just didn't execute all these motherfuckers over and over and over again. We've seen it a little bit in Ecuador right now as they took back their country from, uh, uh, you know, the cartel that overtook them, was it two weeks ago, I think, um, here on the show. And uh, they started executing those motherfuckers and, and dragging them through the streets. So I don't know. Uh, but I don't think it'll happen. I, 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 there's a million miles of red tape to cut through on that one. Uh, next up, Peter Navarro sentenced for defying a congressional subpoena here. Trump White House official Peter Navarro was sentenced to four months in jail for defying his January 6th subpoena. Uh, Peter Navarro was uh, sentenced Thursday for flouting. It's a fun word there that they use. A House January 6th committee subpoena. Uh, U.S. District Judge Amitz Mata sentenced Navarro to four months in prison and ordered him to pay a fine of $9,500. Now, that's two months shorter than six prosecutors had sought, but Judge Mata drastically reduced the whopping $200,000 fine sought by the Justice Department. A former advisor to the president on trade and manufacturing policies, Navarro was convicted in September on two counts of contempt of Congress for defying a subpoena for documents and a deposition from House Select Committee investigating the January 6th riots at the U.S. Capitol. Uh, The subpoena required Navarro to appear and produce documents on February 2022, and sit for a deposition in March of 2022, but Navarro refused to provide the materials and testify. As a private citizen, he was then indicted on June 2nd, 2022. Uh, In announcing the sentencing decision, the judge cited Navarro uh, had claimed a two-tiered system of justice and described the January 6th committee as a kangaroo court. Uh, Navarro's statement says that I've made uh, clear my confusion about his arrest uh, when he could have been offered a self-surrender. The idea that he's subject to it to others oh, a judge. Uh, the idea that he is subject to a two-tiered justice system when he's sitting here with four very capable lawyers is a real head-scratcher. Uh, the words executive privilege are not magical dust. Uh, it is not a get-out-of-jail-free card. Now, I agree with you, okay? So if you have this and you're going to go through with this, then you have a precedent for it. Now, we just had somebody who skipped out on a, on a subpoena for Congress. God damn it. Who was it? Oh, it was Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. So does that mean he gets four months in jail for the exact same thing? Not real sure how this is going to shake out. Uh, in regards to this January 6th committee, Jesus Christ, man. We all watch this fucking bullshit. Yes, it was a kangaroo court. Yes, it is all fake. Uh, There was another guy in this who he was charged with that also refused to show up and do a deposition. However, they said he provided some text messages, and uh, the court said, well, at least it was something, and we gave him nothing on that. Uh, Now, Navarro uh, has gone to his supporters here and uh, is facing over a million dollars in legal fees uh, that has all been funded by more than 20,000 donors on a GoFundMe page, and, uh, and he's going to jail. He says he's going to fight this, doesn't really give a shit. He will appeal the decision, and uh, we'll see what happens there. But at least you have an answer for what happens if you skip out on a congressional 
subpoena there. It's four months in jail. I'm assuming Hunter will, will be there in a couple months then if that's what we're doing. Um, because I'm sure the judge in Washington just takes that case just as seriously as this one. So you might have a fucking Selly there, dog. Peter and Hunter. What a fucking fun sitcom that would be. The two of them together making some fucking toilet wine. Hunter smuggling crack in there. I'd love to see this old man all hopped up on some fermented toilet wine. Smoking shitty crack with Hunter Biden in a cell just rapping about life. I think that'd be great. Uh, in this picture here, Bob, that you posted, what's going on in the background? Is, yeah, there, is that a that. Black Panther in the I background? I wondered that, too. Uh, he looks. I think he's holding like a tripod or something. It's not a gun. I see an umbrella coming out the side. Okay. I don't know what the hell. I think that might be a tripod. Uh, and then he's. I guess he's masked up for either the cold or COVID. Look at that. I like that a but, lot. You know, a lot of crew wears all black, right? Maybe this guy was shooting something. Maybe he was. Uh, I Look, I just love the fact uh, that he could have potentially hired a bunch of Black Panthers to kind of lead him into court. That'd be a real fucking power move for a, a white like Peter Navarro there to show up with Black Panthers at the trial. <laughs> That'd be a great rental service, wouldn't it? Let's say you're going in for a speeding ticket here in, in Hayes County. And you're like, man, you know what would be awesome today when I show up to talk to the judge about this is if I hired five or six Black Panthers to stand behind me and show up to court like this. How shocking would that be to see? God damn it. I wish, I wish there were services like this. I wish we had money to do shit like that. It'd be fucking awesome. Uh, next up, John Fetterman turning Republican? Uh, could be. <laughs> could be uh, day after day he's going in the other direction here and uh maybe the stroke did it dude who knows maybe everybody in congress needs to have a stroke to figure their life out uh nearly all u.s senate democrats uh back a two-state solution for israel and palestine an overwhelming majority of President Joe Biden's fellow Democrats in the Senate on Wednesday backed a statement reiterating U.S. support of a two-state solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. 49 of the 51 members of the Senate Democratic Caucus backed an amendment supporting a negotiated solution to the conflict that results in Israeli and Palestinian states living side-by-side, -side, ensuring Israel's survival as a secure democratic Jewish states and fulfilling the Palestinians legitimate aspirations for a state of their own. Um, Here's a clip of him kind of playing his greatest hits recently okay. on CNN with Tapper. Yeah, go ahead and play it. I haven't seen the, uh, the interview. Drawing criticism from fellow Democrats on some of your positions relating to Israel, you told Semaphore this month, quote, Israel is really a beacon of the kind of values, the American values and progressive ideals that you want to see, unquote. Um, today, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu appeared to reject the idea of a post-war Palestinian state, which is at direct odds with the stated position of the Biden administration. Um, how do you reconcile that, the idea that you see Israel as a beacon where the current prime minister um, does not want to provide any sort of path to statehood for the Palestinian people. Well, I, I actually agree with the president on that as well, too. I've, I've always said this consistently, that, you know, free have an enduring peace, that we have to have two, two, 
state solution as well. And I disagree with, with Netanyahu about that. Uh, but I do believe that that doesn't change the fact that Israel is our special ally and we have that kind of relationship. And I think it's also have the values and democracy that are just like we have here in our nation as well, too. I saw a poll that indicated you have very high approval among Democratic voters and it, this information in Pennsylvania and this information came along with the tag that Twitter is not real life because obviously a lot of progressives on Twitter have been attacking you for your position on Israel uh, for noting that in your opinion um, saying that there is a crisis at the border does not make one uh, xenophobic. Um, why do you think you've been so criticized by so many progressives? I honestly don't understand. I, I don't understand why it's controversial to anybody to decide that you're going to stand with Israel in this situation. I honestly don't understand why it's controversial to say we, we need a secure border. Uh, I've been very clear. In fact, that was weaponized against me as Republicans in my race that I'm very much a, a strong supporter of immigration. And, you know, my, my wife's family, I, that's the uh, Oregon story about that. Uh, and I think two things can be true at the same time. You can be very supportive of immigration, but we also need to have a secure border. Hmm. Uh, look, um, by the way, everything he's saying is true here. I know everybody's got a different stance on Israel and Palestine and all that other fucking bullshit. Uh, my whole thing with this uh, backed resolution or this amendment uh, coming up here is why. Um, why do we feel the need to pass anything, say anything in a bill, uh, try to influence another country who's been attacked, uh, in, clearly uh, a terrorist attack here, uh, to tell them what they should and shouldn't do. We're not their fucking dads. The United States isn't their fucking dads. Um, we made fun of those people up in San Francisco a few weeks ago for doing the same exact thing. Of Like, we've come up with a revol resolution here on our, our local committee, and we want to um, tell everybody and let the world know, here's what we back as far as what should happen in Israel, and they should stop bombing Palestine. You don't get to decide. Uh, same with Congress, Senate, President Joe Biden, all of them. None of you guys get to decide what the fuck went on there. Uh, when we got attacked on 9-11, we did whatever the fuck we wanted. It was completely incorrect, obviously. And we went after the wrong country, but nobody else stopped us. And that's what happens. Uh, nobody's going to stop Israel from doing what they're going to fucking do. This dog and pony show where we're introducing fake bills and, uh, uh, and measures and resolutions and getting people to sign them and then talking about people who won't sign them here uh, with Fetterman. Why? Uh, two people sat out on this. Like I said, 49 out of 51. It was uh, Joe Manchin. Uh, no shock there. And then John Fetterman, which was a shock. But why? What if he did sign this? What if him and Joe Manchin both signed this fucking thing and then they had a 51 to 49 majority on this fake resolution to send off to Israel and Palestine about what they should do with both of their countries? If I'm Israel and Palestine, I tell the United States to fuck right off. Now, they can't do that because they need money and aid from us and all this other shit. But let's not pretend that we have any right to tell these two fucking countries what they are and aren't going to do, especially during an act of war. I find this whole thing completely fucking ridiculous here. Uh, things the, th the third time I've, I've sighed with, uh, with Fetterman the last two weeks. Here. Hey, you guys. He doesn't sound great still. Still doesn't look great from the stroke and all that other shit. And I'm not really sure why he wants to be out front and center on all these interviews. That I can't figure out. Um, shit. 
even when I was in the goddamn hospital, my wife and everybody here kept everybody else in the dark while at least I got somewhat better. And even when I showed up, it looked like the end of Tom Hanks in Philadelphia uh, and was able to get out some words to pump out a few fucking shows here. But it wasn't great towards the end. If you're, I'm, I'm not a senator either. I'm a fucking podcast host. Like, if you're a senator, I don't really know why you want to go out there unless you're super passionate about it. And maybe he is at the end of the day. I don't know. Uh, but it is very, very odd to see this many interviews over the last month of a guy who's clearly suffering signs uh, mm. from having a stroke. Mm. Mm-hmm. What's that? You might have a stroke yourself. Me? We have some breaking news. What do we got? All Falcons. Right. Have hired a head coach. Oh, God. Well, all right, all right. I've not seen this. I don't know who it is. Obviously, I'm trying to look in the camera and read these stories. Is it Belichick? No. It's not Belichick. Okay. Uh, At least it wasn't Harbaugh. That went yesterday. Thank God. I'll give you like 12 guesses. You're not going to guess. All right. If if it's not somebody famous, is it Vrabel? Nope. I wanted Vrabel. Nope. Fuck. It's it's a man that was on the Falcon staff for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Who? Actually, was he there... Uh yeah, he was on the staff for the Super Bowl, but he wasn't a coordinator. Okay, yet. he did become a coordinator. All right, according to Adam Schefter, yeah, your next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, Raheem Morris. I don't know who that is. He used uh, to be the uh, head coach of the Buccaneers for a couple years. He has a twenty-one oh, and thirty-eight overall record. Jesus Christ! Uh, he was the defensive coordinator for the Rams for the last two years, uh, including, I guess, their Super Bowl win. Was he their DC during the Super when they won the Super Bowl? Super Bowl would have been three years ago. Twenty one. Did they win the twenty twenty one Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he was their DC for that. Christ. That was a good defense. For yeah. wait, for what? Is that real? Is this? I can't find this anywhere. Is this real? Yeah, who's the Rams coordinator? Defense coordinator. Yeah, Just when they won hired. the Super Bowl. God damn it, dude! That's you had you had your pick of Vrabel or Belichick, and you're like, no, let's go with Raheem Morris. Mm-hmm. Look, man. As a fucking Falcons fan, this is why we, we eternally suck year after year after year. You had the best coaching options of all time this offseason, and you went with Raheem Morris? I got to physically look this person up. Um, Bet you wish you had Harbaugh now. No, I don't. I definitely don't wish I had Harbaugh. Dude, you're I, insane. I would take anybody but Harbaugh. Um, but before even looking this up, this is probably a diversity hire, I would imagine. I mean, he's well tenured, uh, and he has a Super Bowl as a as a DC. Yes, so. Raheem, a famous white name. No, he said you never know, dude. There's a lot of whites who are converting to uh, Islam. Why this guy? Wait, he says he was the Falcons' interim head coach in 2020. Uh huh. If you were that good, you would have been hired then. It's the same fucking owner. Run it back. Jesus Christ, man! I just I, I, look, I, you know. You go out there and you have your loser teams in this world, which makes the other teams fun to watch. My dad used to have this saying when I was a kid, if I fucked up something, uh, his saying was always, the world needs ditch diggers too. The Falcons are the ditch diggers, okay? We're digging these ditches, so uh, Pat Mahomes and uh, Taylor Swift can uh, have a nice little bridge to cross safely over into their suite, into the Super Bowl, while we're in fucking last place every goddamn year. You're really going to watch Jim Harbaugh in a in a conference championship game in two years with the Chargers and be like, thank God. Yeah, I hate him. I it's I hate him as you'd a person. You'd rather just wallow in misery. You'd rather watch Bijan Robinson have his legs just destroyed on mediocre Falcons teams instead of watching Harbaugh like ascend him to greatness. 
if there's somebody you don't like, you just can't get over it. You know what I'm saying? Like we have like Dan. Dan will never admit that, and I can say it because he missed his fucking flight today. Uh, he'll never admit in a million years that if it was just him and AOC in a room, that they would probably fuck, right? He would never admit that in a million years, but everybody else would. Um, there's just certain people that we hate in this world, and maybe you can't get over. I, I just, that's one of them, man. He's just a fucking goober. You read a quote from Harbaugh as he took over the job of the Chargers, and it was just so fucking dorky. It was inspirational. What was it? The, read, read it to this audience. That's what a winner says. Read it to this audience. It was something about. So he said, he was, they were saying, you know, you've got some work to do mm-hmm. with this team. You know, are you ready to do the work? And yeah, he said, speaking of ditches, he said, the only job where you start on top. Is digging a hole. <laughs> if I had to hear those sound bites every day and see his fucking face, I can see his face in my mind. It's always like, ah, oh, man. It's always like he's on his third shit of the day. The glasses have been sitting in an ocean. They're always fogged up and like salty. And it's just this weird, like, thousand yard stairway. He's kind of chewing on something. Maybe he's going to have molar surgery later on in the week. Uh, it's just, ah. Uh, and the khakis and the whole fucking thing. I just has nothing to do with him being the head coach of Michigan. I, I truthfully, the guy who they should hire Michigan to hire that Sharon Moore. I like that guy. He's a fucking boss. Like zero problem with that. You want to hire Sharon Moore to be the coach of the Falcons? I take him. There's just something about Jim Harbaugh that I just, it's just a look and these dumb fucking quotes. And the fact that he's saying these to grown ass men who are fucking millionaires, I would look at him and be like, bro, I, don't, I do not have time for some fucking quotes from Home Goods that'll be hanging on my, my wife's kitchen wall here to read after I just blasted out some two-a-days. Fuck that. Uh, Raheem Morris, goddamn. That's dark. Welcome to Atlanta. Hey, exactly. The play. No, the players don't play. Players don't. Players are there. We got a team. We got a squad. All we needed was a quarterback and a coach. You had Vrabel out there, for Christ's sakes. You had Belichick, who you made go on two interviews. Because after the first one, you couldn't figure out between his six Super Bowl rings and then coming back and beating this team 28-3 that he was going to be a good fucking hire. What a bunch of losers. So where's Belichick going? I don't know. But, or uh, Vrabel. The, uh, the owner of uh, Home Depot is the owner of the Falcons team. Boycott Home Depot. Go to Lowe's. Fuck that guy. If you're in Atlanta, boycott Home Depot and go to Lowe's. Jesus Christ. You can't get a, put a good product on the field. You have one of the best stadiums in America. It's beautiful there. The national championship's there next year. Gorgeous stadium. Hire the architect who built that stadium to run the fucking team. Shit. All right. Last but not least here this week. Fuck, man. Really wanted. I was on a roll this show. You really wanted to send me down a, into a dark, dark place, dude, as we, as we lead us out this week. It was late-breaking news. You sons of bitches. Raheem Morris? God damn. And he was there in 2020? Fuck. If he was that, it was four years ago. He would have been that great. He would have still been there as coach. Maybe he learned some stuff under McVay. What? He's, well, I don't know. You gotta, he got a fucking ring. They had a great defense. They bought the best people on the planet there. So whoever the Rams GM is, who bought Aaron Donald? Awesome. That fantastic. Back it up. Jalen Ramsey, the trader for Jalen Ramsey. That's great. That's on the GM. Uh, they had the best. They've had the best defensive players in the league. I don't. I don't put this on the coach. It's not like he took some scrappy fucking schoolyard bullies and made them into a good fucking defense and a bunch of Division three kids. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, Arthur Blank. Fucking asshole. All right. Last but not least, here. 
Bud Light's comeback tour is going to hit the Super Bowl. Uh, Anheuser-Busch continues to pump marketing dollars into its Bud Light revival strategy with an ad promising comedy. Uh, Bud Light is returning to the Super Bowl with a 60-second ad representing the beleaguered beer's biggest bid to recover from a consumer boycott last year. Bud Light parents Anheuser-Busch will also run a minute-long Michelob Ultra uh, commercial featuring soccer legend Lionel Messi, as well as a 30-second Budweiser spot highlighting the work of its wholesalers and featuring its Clydesdale horses. We need to make sure these moments of massive reach that we choose the right brands to meet the moments, not only on the TV screen, but brands that can really scale out of the opportunity that the Super Bowl and the NFL playoffs and everything else provide, uh, said Kyle Norrington, Anheuser-Busch's chief commercial officer. These are the brands that we thought deserve the opportunity this year. Now, 30 seconds of the commercial time uh, during the Super Bowl this year will cost many advertisers around $7 million per spot. Holy shit. Three of them? Three of them is going to ring you up for $21 million over there. Uh, Bud Light's ad is the culmination of a five-month campaign around the National Football League itself uh, of a wider marketing push to salvage the brand following the boycott that cost Bud Light its title as the top-selling beer in the United States. Okay, look. If I'm the reason I want to do the story last, if I'm Bud Light and I'm doing this fucking commercial, make a joke out of it. It's the perfect stage for it. This is what the Super Bowl commercials used to be. Every one of them was funny and awesome. And you stayed and you watched them and you were hoping to see the, the, the funniest commercial there was. In the last, I don't know, four or five years, that has all switched uh, to weird celebrity endorsements and all that other shit. And most of the humor and the edginess has been left out of it. I know you don't want to apologize. You haven't. And you're willing to lose $27 billion on top of it, as well as trying to buy up every podcast host in America, including us, uh, and, uh, and everybody else, and all these ads, and Travis Kelsey, and everybody else, without having an apology. Make it a funny commercial that gives a little wink at the controversy and everything else, and then maybe people will start to get over it. Uh, if not, I, I don't see this rebounding um, anytime soon. But this certainly gives you the opportunity to do it. This is what the Super Bowl ads used to be, and they were all really fucking funny. Or bring back the Bud Light versus Budweiser fucking game, and everybody picks the score, and somebody wins a million dollars. They used to do that for, what, 20, 30 years? That would be fun. Okay. Now's the point in the show. We get to the drinking bro of the week. Uh, Are they back there? Are they back? Will they go boozing? Are you allowed to come up on stage? She can? She cannot? Cannot. Come on, man. This show went too hard for you? Was it my rant against the Falcons? Are you a big Fetterman fan? Hey, you guys. I'm kidding. I tell you what, why don't you stand off camera then and tell me who you want? Just giving the drinking bro oh. of the week to everybody. You're giving the drinking bro of the week to everybody. What how do you want? I think she that? means the community. She wearing an Ohio the community, State. Hat? The community. Okay. Uh is she wearing an Ohio State hat back there? Yeah, with the Greenville That's a great okay. Uh, she wants to give the drinking. Uh, you can't say what I know you, dude. Yeah, like what the fuck, bro? You can't come up here. She doesn't want to. You've been on a million times, I think. At this point, I think so, right? Yeah, you're good. Who cares? Uh, which one, the Baker Mayfield jersey? Hell no. <laughs> I'm an Eagles fan. She, said, no. she said, "Hell no." You are an Eagles fan. I'm an Eagles fan. I didn't know that. I 
I didn't know that. Um, every time uh, we've met, I think it was down in uh, Florida. Yep. Uh, you've been with us down in Florida a bunch of times there. Uh, yeah. You can throw the Baker Mayfield jersey on the ground. There you go. <laughs> I got one more show where That's I got to wear that goddamn thing, and, uh, and then I'm done with it. I've lost a lot of fucking bets recently. Yeah. I got to get a fucking a vasectomy. Year. This was a rough year. I got to get a fucking V-sec after that flaming Hot That's nomination. That's a piece of cake. You'll be fine. I'm not looking forward to it, you know? Why? I don't. Then you don't have to worry. Let's say, because they're like, you always read uh, these weird stories on the news or Ross Patchman Revolution, all this shit. That there's like one slip up with a doctor is drunk and he's just like, whoopsies. And I just cut the head of your penis. Now off. you're just jinxing yourself. I don't. I'm just saying. I, would, I wouldn't say that this year after the way your thoughts bets have been going. Go through my, not only that, but just the way life is going. Raheem Morant, Jesus Christ. Uh, tell everybody yeah, your name. I, we've known you for years. I'm Kristen Teedy. There you go. Blanta. 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 She Blanta. was the one who brought us Blanta here at the yeah. studio, which did attack Joel. And uh, I, I do want to say to the audience, because people have asked, it, Joel, is, it was fine. Uh, I think he spent three days in the hospital and was able to recover. <laughs> it was only an ICU for like uh, a day and a half, and then he was able to go home <laughs> under his own recognizance, and, uh, and that was great. But uh, that thing rocked. The Christmas show was fucking hilarious. That was great. We greatly appreciate it. You guys had mentioned you had never seen a Black Santa, and I, we used to have one of those, my ex-husband and I, and we'd drop it off at different people's houses during the holidays and ring the doorbell and leave. Yeah. And have it singing to them. So. The Blanta. Yeah. It was, it was our caroler. I'm a big fan of the Blanta. <laughs> it's back there, by the way. We're going to use yeah, it for, for next year's show yeah, as it's well. it's yours. It's yours. It's part of our set now. It's part of our family awesome. here. I love it. And I'm a big fan. So, yeah, tell everybody who you want to give uh, Drink Your Bro of the Week to. All right, so I'm giving it to, um, I, ha- I have to call out Reed. Go ahead, Reed I White. Got, I got to call out Reed White. Um, Blanco, yeah, um, and Juan and Sam and Oliver, all the Miami crew. The best, the first ones I met in person. Was it? Were they really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Known those guys for years. They're the fucking best. So Juan, we uh, we had a, a we had to buy a huge cooler for the Miami Marlins. Um, we only know a couple people down there, yeah. Juan and Reed. And, uh, and so I said, Hey, do you guys want this? Juan was like, Hell yeah! I'll, I'd fucking love to have that in my garage. I mean, it's a it's one of these. We were supposed to all meet up in Tampa this weekend. I know. Dan fucked that up with Shot Show. So yep. I had to stay here and do shows. Um, but I will say this. Obviously, you guys have heard throughout the week that uh, Dan was in Vegas doing the suicide yeah. prevention panel for the Independence Fund. Uh, unfortunately, well, for me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, I couldn't go down. We were supposed to interview Hulk Hogan down yeah. there. And, uh, and unfortunately, you know, the timing coincided and it sucks well, now uh, you got me here so I, that's better yeah you're better than hulk hogan right i think so <laughs> i think so and you brought us blanta yeah you know what hulk hogan's giving me mm. well a champion a signed championship belt behind me but other than that, other than that nothing that's nothing i would argue that blanta is was more important for the set of drinking bros than a signed championship belt it's by the hulk gift hogan. that keeps on giving i agree and it'll it'll keep giving for years and years to come because we're going to make it a part of our show. Yeah. So I also want to call out the Pac- Pacific it. Rim Job group. And I'm it's sorry? A, it's the Pacific Rim Job. Sure. There's a group chat that we have with a whole bunch of the community on it. Okay. And, and that's what it's named. And so they all know who they are. Yeah. And, and they're always in the chat. And they're always so nice and chat during the show, the live chat. So they all know who they are. I like so, the hi, Pacific guys. Rim Job a lot yes, over I, there. I don't remember. I think Sarah named it that, actually, I believe. Okay. Okay. Don't call her out. <laughs> well, we greatly appreciate being here. How long are you in town for? Um, whenever I want to leave. 
Right on. Take uh, some hard AF seltzer with you. Oh, I will. Yeah, yeah. We don't have it in South Carolina yet. That's right. We don't. I'm going to drive back there a second. I think it's the only... Oh, did you drive here? I've been in Harlingen the last month. Oh, shit. Mm. Um, Dude, so there's a grocery store right up... uh, I don't know. It's like two miles uh, to the left. H-E-B, right there on Nutty Brown. Mm -hmm. You could load up. A a bunch of people have been going in there and then just loading up the trunk and then driving back. Anyone from South Carolina that wants me to bring some back, let me know. Yes, hit her up. Hit up Kristen Teedy if you want some hard AF seltzer. That is the one state in the southeast that we're not opening. North Carolina, Tennessee... Georgia, Florida, Alabama, and South Carolina is the only one left. We'll get there. We'll get there this year. South Carolina for sure. We're going to close close up that that little loop there, and uh, and then Texas obviously just opened, so we're good to go here. You haven't made it down to Harlingen yet. Uh uh-uh. uh I was looking around. Uh uh-uh. uh I definitely haven't. <laughs> yeah, not gonna lie. That's, to that's not the, the top of the list. You have to do the advertising in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my that's my best Spanish that I can do today. Thank you. That's off the cuff. Yes, it's recording quality. (laughs) Take it. I'm not gonna trademark it. You're fine. Uh, We appreciate you tuning in, kids. Go to iTunes, rate the show five star, and leave a quick review. Also, head on over to Spotify. It's just a five star, and you can walk away. And on YouTube. Click the fucking bell in the right-hand corner there to get the notifications turned on. Every election cycle we go through, um, hard to believe we've been on the, the air for going on our ninth year here at this point. But um, uh, every year there's an election. Every two years there's an election. They throttle the, the traffic and the views and the notifications on YouTube. Click the bell for the notifications, turn them on, so that way you get all the videos uh, sent to your phone and you can watch it live with us. I know a lot of people have been bitching about that. It's YouTube. They want Biden to win. I, I get it. So, uh, fuck off. But uh, it'd be great if... I, look, I know fucking Don Lemon just signed with Twitter. Elon, you want to put our, our video on Twitter? Let's do it. Call us, okay? Tetherball Academy Media. I'll pick up, bro. I'll drive the fucking truck. I just saw it. Somebody in my neighborhood's got that cyber truck. It's the first time I've ever seen it. I'll drive the fucking truck around, dude. I'll be the dude. All right? Just hit me up. Uh, thanks, Kristen, for being here. Thank you for Blana. And uh, thank you guys at home. D'Anthony and Anthony Holloway will be back tomorrow. In the meantime, it's just Ross Patters. This is Drinking Bros. Fake News. Good night, everyone. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.